The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of a forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now to still the beating of my heart I stood repeating, tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew shrew, my presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly, your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened the door, I opened wide the door, darkness there and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering long I stood there, wandering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I wished it, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore, merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is and this mystery explore let my heart be still a moment and this mystery explore tis the wind and nothing more open here i flung the shutter when with many a flirt and flutter and there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore not the least obeisance made he not a minute stopped for stayed he but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of phallus, just above my chamber door, perched and set, nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, though, I said, art sure no craven? Ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. 
nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear a discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door, with such name as Nevermore. But the raven sitting lonely on the placid bus spoke only that one word as if his soul is that in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he muttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, I said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore what this grim, ungainly, gasting, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet vel violet lining with the lamp like gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed with from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tickled, tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretched, I cried, thy God hath lent me thee by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, and nepenthe from the, thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird of or devil, whether tempter sent, or rather temptest tossed, be here, be here ashore. Desolute, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on his home of horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Is there, is there balm in Gidland? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, but that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell the soul with, sud with sorrow laden, 
if within the distant Aden it shall claps a Satan sainted maiden whom the angels named Lenore claps a rare radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore quote the raven nevermore be that word our sign of parting bird or fiend I shrieked I'm starting get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out of my heart, and take thy form from my door, quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven never flaming, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of phallus just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to In Your Head with Shannon Staniford. I am your host, Shannon Staniford. I'm sorry, let me back up. Lord Shannon Staniford. And let me tell you something, guys. Happy Halloween. It is a special IYH episode on Halloween we are going to do things a little different we're not talking about mental health today uh, this episode strictly for fun because you gotta have a little fun you gotta talk about the things you enjoy not just the things that you've overcome because um, that's the best thing about or one of the best things about um, being an advocate for mental health is being able to know that sometimes you need to distract yourself from the trials and the tribulations and just be present and enjoy enjoy the moments and enjoy the things that make you happy and bring you joy and for some of the people out there a large portion of them they love this time of year the the movies though the dressing up, the everything about it, it's, it's fucking Halloween, guys, um, what am I dressed like, I'm dressed like a homicidal maniac, cause they look like everybody else, Wednesday Adams, I love, uh, I, I, other than clowns, I use, like, I love this time of year, except for clowns, Clowns kill, they all need to go back to hell where they came from. That being said, this show, as you can tell, it started off a little different. We started off with me reading The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Now, granted, because of all the head injuries that I've had, I tend to stumble over some words, and because that's the first time I've read that 
poem in quite a while. Uh, I forgot how to pronounce some of these words, and I'm a real person, guys. So I wasn't gonna. I don't edit. Edit. Uh, yeah, you, you know, as I'm stumbling over words right now. Uh, it's hard for me after all these times to or getting hit in the head that for me to be able to pronounce words or talk for that matter, especially whenever I get all excited. Because um, I, I actually love this episode. I think this is one of my favorite episodes that I've done in a while. Because um, I, I brought my girlfriend Kate back on uh, the show. And you guys are going to see how what a actual conversation is like between the two of us whenever we're not, where I'm not grilling her about spilling her guts just to, like, appease the show gods. And by show gods, I mean, well, me, since I created this thing and produce it and do very little editing. But yeah, I was appeasing myself. Whenever I interview people, you know, it gets... Like, I want their, them to tell their story, so I asked them questions. This time around, like, I did ask some questions, but we mostly had conversation. It was mostly a conversation. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy uh, enjoy this episode. It, it was a lot of fun. It was late at night. We went over a little bit of the normal hour-long conversation. Because, you know, whenever you're talking about some of the things that you enjoy like watching or reading or seeing you get a little uh uh you go a little heavy you go a little long so all right so let's just get right into it welcome back kate Okay, so we're going to try this one more time. My girlfriend, Kate, is back with me for the All Things Spooky Season conversation where not talking mental health, just talking all things horror, blood, guts, you know, romantic shit. Spooky season. So, sweetheart, um, you like horror movies. We've already established that. In the first go round, we're not, I'm not going to ask you the same question twice. That'd be stupid. But um, so you told me that your favorite horror movie is The Shining. Why The Shining? It's a cool movie. It is a cool movie. Mm-hmm. How old were you whenever you first watched it? I don't remember. I grew up with it though. Uh, okay, so what's the one horror movie? that you've watched that, like, to this day, still freaks you out just a little bit? Either it or Child's Play. I can't do the clowns, but I can't do the moving dolls. Just, no. Oh, I'm with you on the clown thing. I think everybody that knows me knows that I hate those fucking things. Like, that, alright, so, what was it, a couple years ago, whenever all those, like, stories of clown, like, people dressed up as clowns and walking through um the the world it seemed like and like fucking freaking people out that was like the worst year of my life <laughs> that was 
I was in constant terror because, you know, like, everyone fucking, like, made fun of me. Or everyone still kind of gives me shit because I'm a fear of clowns. They're like, you're a grown-ass man. Like, act like it. I'm sorry. Clowns kill people. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Like to this day, like I've only had like a few nightmares, like in the the entire time that we've been dating. And one of those nightmares was, I'd say, like a couple weeks ago, and it was you with that with that makeup on, and like I was, I couldn't. It was like I was running away from you, but I was on a treadmill. And so I wasn't going anywhere. And you were just standing there looking at me all like stupid, like I was an idiot. So. Because, I mean. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, um, what do you love most about horror movies? I like being scared. What? I like the adrenaline. So, are you one of those people that whenever you're watching a horror movie, do you, like, do you talk during the horror movie and, like, tell people, like, stop running up the stairs? Sometimes, yeah. Depends on if I've seen the movie already. I, 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 I'm guilty of it a few times. I'm, I'm always one of those people, like, if I'm in the movie theaters or if I'm watching it, like, at home... I'm one of those people where I'm like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you run upstairs whenever the fucking, whenever you hear a noise? You hear a noise, like, in a horror movie. You're like, yeah, sure. It makes pop perfect sense. You hear a noise upstairs, and you're at home by yourself. Go check that out. Not, not call 911. Not exit the house. Just fucking go upstairs where the noise is. Makes perfect sense. Okay, now, are you more of a fan of the more Hollywood-style horror movies? You know, like the, the Freddies, the Jasons, the, um, the, the, like, uh, the Mike Myers and stuff like that? Or do you like the B-rated horror movies? Oh, good mix of both. Ooh, see, these days, it's very hard for me to like, watch horror movies, because horror movies these days have gotten so damn predictable. Like, it's not about the scare anymore. It's about how much, like, blood and guts and, like, shock value. It's, like, of like how much disgusting things that they can just throw in there with, like, the, like, the technology that we have these days. It's not about the scare. I'm gonna need to fucking find that movie and watch it. I agree. You need to watch it. I had to watch it in high school. I just can't remember the name of it. They let you watch that in high school? 
Yeah, I had a film class for in English. Oh. Got it, and we watched a bunch of movies and stuff, and one of it, one of the genres was uh, horror through the ages. So we watched from like the fifties to the early two thousands. What era was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was a movie called the Tale of Two Sisters, which is an Asian film. Mm-hmm. So you know it's based on the you know superstitions and things like that in the spiritual world and blah blah. And uh, it's a movie about a girl who obviously has a younger sister and everything. She's going through this movie like through her life and there's a bunch of ghosts and stuff tormenting her. And then towards the end of the movie, you find out that everybody she knew was all in her head. Everybody else was dead. That's fucking awesome. It is a great movie. It's called The Tale of Two Sisters. You need to watch it. If you're a female, don't watch it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a fair warning. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene, not that spoiler alert, there's a scene where she's in her bed and this ghost climbs up You know those uh those Asian movies, you know, those Korean like Chinese movie, well, I'm pretty sure it's probably a, it's probably a Korean movie or there's Japanese movies. Korean. Yeah, those Korean movies, man, they can they did some weird shit back in the day. Although I can't say that their movies these days aren't any better um with Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> years ago that I watched this. So the movie's only maybe ten years old, not even. Holy fuck, that's that's that is disturbing as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and it's all the newer graphics and things and things like that. And it's it's so gory. But at the same time it's paranormal and ghosty. And it's a lot of jump scares and if you're jumpy it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Everybody needs to watch that one movie. <laughs> well, well then, it's it's Kate approved. Yeah. And that's going to be a thing in the show now. It's if it's Kate approved, we're watching it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. All right. Well, you you spoke about ghosts and shit like that. So, uh, and the paranormal. Are you a believer in ghosts? Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. All right. Well, then I'm going to need to know about this experience. Oh. Well, when I was younger and I was bouncing back and forth between my dad's house and my mom's house because they had split custody, uh, I had a best friend and I called him the man in the hat. And basically, how my grandmother will tell it now is there was a guy that died in her house years and years and years ago who was this taller man, scruffily, always had a top hat on. 
Like if anybody saw him, anybody came over, he had a top hat. He was always dressed up. And I would talk to him and everything, and I'd point him out and be like, look, there's the man in the hat. And he was my, like, my best friend for a while. And he just watched over me. And my grandmother was like, there was one day I was falling asleep, and she walked in to check on me, and he was standing, like, over my bed watching me. And she just was like, nope, not doing that. Not today. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. My, my imaginary friend is not so imaginary <laughs> growing up. Okay. See, like I like I've had some I guess others would say paranormal experiences, but I don't really believe in ghosts. Um now I'm not saying <laughs> okay, so, but there was, there has been some paranormal experiences around me. So, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck was going on, but me and I want to say my brother Andy, who the listeners know from the show, he's the redneck guy. Um, so, we were going over to my cousin's apartment now we all lived in this like big apartment complex area and like like there were so many of us that like i hung out with that or was related to that it was basically one gigantic like family commune and um so like on the other side of the parking lot was my cousin heather's house now we go over there and i think we were just going over there so she could uh she can grab more beer or something like that because like it was constant parties whenever i was in my 20s uh all the time so like we go over there we walk into her house and i think at some point we were all digging around with a ouija board and uh because i'm not really a like a believer believer like i was just i was mocking the entire thing now i have come to find out that's probably not the best idea because if there are ghosts this proves why you don't mock a Ouija board so <laughs> yeah so we go into her apartment and we're just kind of just fucking talking and like I'm standing right next to her door uh Andy's on on my right but he's more on inside like by the by the window and uh he says something to me I turn my attention all of a sudden I hear this <laughs> noise and that's something just whizzed right past me. I look over, and there's scissors. I'd say a good six inches from my face. Now, I'm like, I look over at my cousin Heather. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did you throw scissors at me? And she's, she comes back from, like, the, the bathroom. I can hear the door open and stuff like that. And I was like... I'm yelling at her, like, why did you throw scissors? That almost hit me in the fucking face. She's like, I was in the bathroom th this entire time. And I look over at Andy. I'm like, how did you fucking do this? And he goes, I did not. And he's like, big guy, but he's white as a fucking ghost. For lack of a better term. He's KKK white sheet white. <laughs> inappropriate joke 
but that's how white he was. Uh, not the color of the sheet, not the, the person. He's pretty tan for a redneck. And uh, he is, he's looking at me all weird and stuff like that. And he looks over at the scissors and he's like, all right, we, we're, get, we're getting out of here, like, now. And, like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm still convinced that one of those two or there's someone else in the apartment did something. I'm not even thinking ghost. And then the next thing I know, like, a picture just flies right off the, the, the wall. And, like, obviously, I'm not looking at it whenever it happens. And, like, there are, both of those two were freaking the hell out. And I look over, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And they're like, did you just not see that? And I was like, obviously, if I'm asking what the fuck was that, obviously, I didn't see it. They're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. So, like, I walk out first. And, like, I'm just confused about what the fuck was going on. And, like, we get back over to my apartment, and they start telling everybody about what's going on naturally, and, like, everybody goes to investigate over her or her apartment. I stay in my apartment where the beer is, thinking, hey, they're chasing wild, wild stories. I'm over here getting drunk as fuck. It's, it's okay. Mind you, whenever all that stuff happened, I'm sober. I had just gotten off work. We had everybody else had been drinking. I was sober as a as a judge here. At well, I guess judges sometimes aren't as sober as you would think they would be. But like, yeah. Anyway, I'm sober. And like, they, they come back and like they had done some. I don't know what the hell that they had done over there. But like they like they all came back like, what the fuck did you do? Because there's some seriously pissed off spirits and i'm like well well obviously which now in retrospect might make sense whenever that old gypsy lady at the mall told me that i was haunted oh no your presence itself is just haunting i know i like to think so <laughs> <laughs> so so there's this running gag in my head anyway that this entire month that we've been well not this entire month that we've been dating because we've been dating longer but this entire month of october being spooky season month um the entire running joke for me in my head is that i'm just waiting for you to um, sacrifice me because I know it's coming. I know what month it is. And Halloween, full full moon, blue moon, I'm just waiting for you to like puff, come, like show up in a puff of smoke and like just tie me to like wooden like crosses and like drag me on to like a, into a fire. So... When is this happening? And should I uh and should I wear shoes? Oh, honey, I already got that all clear set up. I'm just waiting for the, your presence. <laughs> if you like, you know, come here willingly because it's gotta be willing. But 
every time, you know, I get ready and I've got it all set, I remember, you know, all sacrifices need to be of a virgin and, uh... <laughs> what are you talking about? I am totally a virgin if you don't count my kids. Or that one year that I was a gigantic hoe. If you don't count those things, totally a virgin. Does that sound believable at all? No. Damn. I'm going to need to work on my lying skills. Yeah. <laughs> or don't, because no one needs to be good at lying. Actors need to be good at lying. That's how you get great roles. I could They're be. paid to be lying assholes. You, on the other hand... I just get paid to be an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> I want to get paid to be an asshole. You want me to... Get paid to be nice to people. What? Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to, like, PayPal you five bucks? And, like, write in there to be an asshole? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Apparently a dumb one. Apparently. <laughs> so, what is your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn in your entire life? Um, I think it's going to be this year. Now, for those people at home, what is your costume? Of what? Wrath. Wrath? Wrath. Angry. I'm going to be angry boy. Oh. Except girl. Obviously. Yeah. Except angry. Well, if you're a girl version, then yeah. Because women are angry, like, all hey, the time. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I could have been lost, and I didn't. I chose wrath. That's true. That's true. That's true. You could have been lost. Oh and very, gosh, and you would have, and now. and you would have been very, you would have been very hot. I would have been lusting after lust. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. <laughs> lust was a succubus. So many jokes. <laughs> Inappropriate. Of course. <laughs> Listen, I can't be around you all the time. I don't know what you're doing. Whenever you say you're at work, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Apparently, everybody. Well, first of all, you are a ginger. By heart. I'm not saying that you're sleep. <laughs> think this year's costume is going to be your favorite. What was your favorite yeah. as a child? 
What was your go-to costume? should wear that tutu just you know for whatever reason i could go outside check the mail wear a tutu <laughs> i made the tutu though with like cool strips and everything so it was like poofy of course i mean if you're gonna wear a tutu right. i feel like it needs to be poofy that's true okay so that's actually been a common uh argument that i've made over the years is us weird people like the people that are into like the really dark like have like dark sense of humor or like a dark like way that we dress or whatever we get one day out of the fucking year to where we look like we're fucking well for the lack of a better term here normal more commonplace we get that one day and every and then i feel like everybody else in the world tries to like rain on our parade or like take the spotlight off of us because with their stupid like costumes like what what you wear or what i wear on like on any given day like just for the fucking fun of it Yes, you know, it's like, everybody, like, I used to think whenever I was younger, it was everybody's one day out of the year where they can dress as slutty and as stupid as they want to, as they want to, and get away with it, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, alright, so you've got this 45-year-old woman wearing this slutty cop costume, and all I'm thinking is, I bet she's fucking cold. Like, I feel like she should be wearing, like, way more clothing. 
Like, not not because, like, she, like, I'm, like, body shaming or anything like that. It's just, like, if you're 45 you're degrees, you're gonna, you're gonna get a fucking, like, pneumonia if, you, if you're not careful here. Like, put on a fucking jacket. Like, here it's snowing. It, like, you're gonna wear that in the snow. Why? And on top of that, you're gonna try to arrest or cuff somebody, like... With her plastic... With yeah, her plastic guys, handcuffs. Yeah, like, guys are gonna look at that and you trying to arrest them and, like, wrestling with them to arrest them, and you're just gonna end up arresting somebody with an erection. That makes no fucking sense. It's gonna be awkward as hell. Well, I mean, I guess if you've watched enough movies of the adult variety, we all know how that ends. Three minutes in and you're disappointed. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so let's just steer this back to the topic at hand, which is all things spooky. So, when you're watching a horror movie, are you looking right away for the the perfect kill or are you looking for the perfect line in a movie what like what's like what is your go-to like are you looking for that perfect action moment where the guy or girl gets like sliced and diced or that one line of the movie that stands out but I am a terrible human being anyway. When I watch scary movies, I literally sit here and stare at the background the entire time. Why the background? Because if you've ever watched, especially with like newer movies that they try to cover it up a little better, like all the older movies, the background glitches occasionally. Where they have done one take and mix it into another. So, I sit here and I stare at the background and I find all the flaws of the movie because the ones actually, like, made that are somewhat decent don't have that glitch in there. And it's seamless. the seamless thing. But there's still mistakes. And like, oh, that lantern is now suddenly lit, even though when it panned away from that person, it wasn't originally. Like, you fucked up. Okay, all right. Yeah, that make, that makes a lot of sense. That kind of like, yeah, all right. So that kind of stuff I get because um, like if whenever I'm watching a horror movie, like all right, so like Jason or um. Halloween well up until like yeah Myers like so like I can I I have always wondered during these horror movies whenever Michael Myers is like let's say like fucking like six blocks away from you and you see and you see him and you start running away and then like Ten seconds later, he's, like, right in front of you. I'm thinking to myself, 
fuck he can run. No. See, the problem with that is there's this whole ongoing theory that, like, Jason's dead, right? Jason's not technically real. Uh, Myers, the same thing. Uh, Cougars, the same thing. They're not just suddenly appearing in front of you. It's because your fear is you running away from something. So what's the scariest thing they could think of? Oh, suddenly it's in front of you. But they all do it. So it's very repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, that one, what was it? Um, the Friday the 13th, I don't know, one of the last recent ones. What They showed, uh, they showed Jason running in, in the, uh, in the woods. And I was like, no, you just ruined it. No, he, he don't run. not true. He walks away, but it kind of quickly. But, that's a, I have a really, really weird question. Okay. Okay. Why is it that in all scary movies, somebody is tripping over something while running away, and that's what kills them? Fuck, I don't know. It's like, come on, you're running, you want to fucking, you should probably because that's how you get why, slower. Why is it always the skimply dressed white bitch that falls over, running away like, I'm gonna die, oh no, oh no, there's my shoelace on my face, I go, oh no, no, I'm dead. <laughs> like, the fuck is that bullshit? Okay. Why is it in horror movies that there's gotta be the, uh, like, to quote squ Scream here, the obligatory tit shot? But still, I mean, some of these movies, like, and I've seen B-rated horror movies, I've seen A-list horror movies, I've even seen some of the, like, the bottom-of-the-barrel, like, college, um, horror movies, like, my, uh, my buddy Craig Kiesman, who, uh, who runs the winery that I work at, he, in college, he was an actor in, and was a part of this, like, horror movie thing that, like, his, a couple of his college buddies were, were doing for, like, a class, and it was, that movie was, like, the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll have to show you, um, but, like, I've seen every level of horror movie, like, just horrible, cannot watch, like, you feel like it's a train wreck of, like, orphans and puppies, but you cannot look away because it's just so bad. To the A, the, the A-list horror movies that are just carbon copy, like, lather, rinse, repeat of everything. I have an answer for that titty question, though. Okay, what's the answer to the titty question? What else are perfect's going to do with their life? Well... I mean, I will say this. Some growing up, there like some some horror movies. I think the nudity does enhance 
the movie. To where it's tolerable, yeah. Okay? But some of these horror movies, I think they just have the nude scenes in there for these girls just so they could, so the director or whoever wrote, whatever lame-ass person wrote this movie, just so they could see naked naked boobs for the first time ever. That's my theory. Next time I watch that movie, I'm going to be like, hmm. Yep, she's right. Right? <laughs> right? And it, it's only for a split, like, split little bit that you see it, but it still has to be in there. Okay. Who is, to you, the greatest horror movie villain of all time? This is going to sound like cliche, given, you know everything but uh kruger yeah okay no yeah all right i i'll give yeah kruger definitely like hello stereotypical horror junkie i'm gonna say kruger because dream hopping see i like and to me freddy kruger is you're right i feel like is the best horror movie villain of all time but more so because uh Robert England played the shit out of that part. Like, he probably knew whenever he signed on to it that it was going to be, like, the most campy, like, bullshit that he's ever played, but he was going to play the fuck out of it. And... Oh, and he did. Oh, he did. Every time. Every time he put on that burnt makeup and those put on those claws and that sweater. You know, I to this day, anytime I see a sweater that even looks remotely near near like the one that Freddy Krueger wears, I get a little bit terrified and a little bit excited at the same time. Oh, I only get excited. It's almost like, obviously, it's like a kid or something. Like, a grown adult, like, if you wore a Krueger a sweater. Mm. <laughs> That's the door. Yep. See? A and junkie. But, I, when I worked in daycare, I had a kid whose mom always put him in striped shirts. And his favorite shirt was Kruger Stripes. Nice. And the kid was psychotic. It got to the point where I told his mom I was going to start calling him Kruger because he acted like it. Like, nap time for toddlers is chaotic enough without this kid in a striped shirt standing over other children breathing heavily like he was going to kill them while they're sleeping. Yeah, that would be pretty terrifying. It was terrifying and kind of adorable at the same time. I should have dressed. I should have dressed him in the opposite group. Well, yeah, I would say there's always next year. Definitely. Okay, so 
we've already established who the best horror movie villain is. Alright, in your opinion, the dumbest horror movie villain. It is. Now I've got to me I've got a couple that I that I view as stupid. Number one, Chucky. To me, stupidest villain. It's a fucking doll. Punt his ass. Number two, as much as I love midgets, and as much as I love Warwick Davis. Leprechaun. The movies were just craptastic. I fucking love those movies. They're just, they're shitty, they're fucking horrible, but they're fucking great. But the Leprechaun is, it's just fucking horrible. No, you know what's a horrible movie? And I'm gonna get chastised for this eventually. Ghost Ship. Okay, no, yeah. Alright. I've seen that movie like twice, and both times, I didn't see why ever, there was like people that had that, like, I didn't see the appeal that these people had for it. Like, like I get it. Haunted gold. Cursed gold. Yeah, whatever. Everybody ends up dead if the golden love is blah, 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 blah. But, but, You know what movie, actually, what movie franchise I think is is in that same regard of, like, what the fuck, why, is um, Saw. First one, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, especially the ending. Loved every single minute of that. Uh, I mean, I, I could do without all the, like, the elaborate killing and stuff like that because... Eventually, it's like I said, it became more about the elaborate kills than anything uh, than about the story. So the Saw franchise went from amazing, fucking like you shot your load on that first movie, and then complete disappointment for like what is it, what are we on like Saw like twenty seven now? between the two of us. <laughs> I mean... It was a good run. <laughs> I mean... I'm only here to sacrifice you as the uh, reclaimed virgin that you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to survive somehow. 
Uh, okay, so what are your thoughts on the Hocus Pocus sequel? You know, Beetlejuice to this day still freaks me out. Like, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors, and the whole Beetlejuice character is phenomenal. It's, like, iconic. But it's, like, that's one of those movies where I get so cringy during some of those, like, some of those scenes where, like, it's uncomfortable for me. And I don't even know why. I think it has something to do with whenever I was a kid and watched it, uh... My mom and my grandpa, Staniford, used to torture the shit out of me, so. You know, I love Beetlejuice, and I'll defend Beetlejuice to everybody and anybody, because one, the color scheme of that movie is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay. You know who Beetlejuice kind of reminds me of? You? Ja well, a little bit. Uh, Jack Skellington. In the sense of, like, the way that he kind of moved around a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, Tim Burton. I forgot that he did, 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 he did both of those movies. Ah, uh, yes, then, Sweeney Todd. And then you watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, and then the Alice in Wonderland series that he did. And you look how uh, the guy who played Beetlejuice moves in Beetlejuice versus uh, Johnny Depp in most of the other movies, and like Jack Skellington, and, you know, the main male characters. They all move very similar. And they're all done very similar, same color schemes, everything. Because that's who Tim Burton is. He's weird, and I love him, and he's a brilliant man. Okay. So, me, me and Justice, for those that don't know, Justice is my daughter. Um, me and Justice had this conversation. A couple weeks ago, we had movie night. We were watching Nightmare Before Christmas, and... I'll open up about it. That was the first time I watched that movie all the way through. No, no, I'm hanging up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get no. to the question, sweetheart. Since you're someone that loves that movie, answer me this, because it's actually Justice's question. I might hit your kid after this question. What? <laughs> Halloween movie? Or Christmas movie? See, it is a beautiful movie in the point of it is meant for both. So you're gonna you're gonna be on the, you're not gonna 
You're not gonna. You're just gonna sit on the fence here, huh? So you're gonna stick with both. I think that movie for Christmas is a year-round movie, and I'm gonna get a holiday <laughs> where I'm, I'm gonna watch it. However, Tim Burton has actually come out and stated that he made that movie to be both. Okay. That yeah. movie was made the way it is, to be both Halloween and Christmas. Since Halloween and Christmas are as close as they are, you can watch it the, that wonderful season that's the The merry spooky season? The merry spooky season. <laughs> Oh, well, you speak, like you brought up Tim Burton and all of his movies. Um, Johnny Depp has been in like several horror-ish style movies, suspense movies, and stuff like that. What's your favorite out of all those characters that he's played? Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm particular to the Mad Hatter. Okay. I liked him in Secret Window. See, that's not a bad one. Uh, he's a really good crybaby, too. Oh, I hate that movie. I hate you. <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy I could, you know, boost that ego a little bit. But no, I am partial to the Mad Hatter only because Alice in Wonderland is my life. And I, I have a thing for Johnny Depp. Always have, always freaking will. Because mm, Johnny Depp just ages so beautifully. But well, it's the point. It's beside the point. He's a great actor too. On top of that. Well, you know what? He was in one of my favorite movies of all time with my girl Christina Ricci in Sleepy Hollow. Who, which. Adams Family, Wednesday Adams, hands down my favorite, my favorite character in movie history. He did make a good Ichabod. He, he did. did. He did. Very. But I'll make you a deal. You leave. You leave me for her. I'm leaving you for Johnny Depp. Hands down, no questions asked. Take me, Daddy. Moment. All right. Okay? First of all, honey. I've already established that if there's an opportunity to like to like sleep with her for like even if it's just for like an hour, it's gonna be Kate who? Because I'm gonna be gone no. for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same way with Johnny Depp. It's okay. Well, I hear they're both single, so with this relationship might be ending soon. <laughs> Oh. You know what? I was uh, I was gonna wait for another time to bring that up since we were talking about Johnny Depp, but I figured we'd just leave that off this part of or this particular show. But if we're talking about it, I'm actually on team team Depp about this, not because I'm a man, but because he had. Yeah. Harder. Yeah. I I'm a, I I was always born an equal opportunist, and like while I don't agree with men hitting women if put in that predicament, 
uh, and I'm Johnny Depp. Uh, you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So might as well defend yourself. It's defending if you're de if it's between you and uh, and you're fearing for your life. I feel like you need to rise up at that particular moment. Yeah, if I'm beating on you and putting cigarettes out on your skin and threatening your life, and you work up with it to the point where I become dangerous to your life, that is your own fucking stupidity. That's... Lay my ass out, put me straight, or get rid of me. Well, you know, mob does run in my family. Okay, so we got 10 minutes left, less than. Okay, so we've talked to horror movies, we've talked ghosts. Um, I was, and we've, <laughs> Johnny Depp, us leaving each other uh, for Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, listening to a podcast about uh, Edgar Allan Poe. A like one of the the leaders of the macabre uh, literature, of course. And uh, and how he died. Do you are you aware of how he died? Suicide. No. No. Lover? No. Who died of suicide? Uh, a lot oh, of people. bother me until I figure it out. There's a lot of them. Continue. Uh, they say that he died from alcohol poisoning. But I have a I have for, I have a different belief. I believe that um, he was murdered. He was murdered and then made it look like he was uh, drinking by his soon-to-be fiance's brothers, who did not like him, like the idea of him marrying their sister and take being a part of her money. And they went to scare him, poured liquor down his throat. And he was gone for days. Nobody knows where the, where he what where he was. So that's my belief. See, I'm iffy about it. It's like the whole Kurt Cobain thing. Okay. Okay. I can see where you know he died of alcohol poisoning because he was an alcoholic. An alcoholic. That was all he did. He drank and he dreamed and he wept. That was Edgar Allan Poe. The problem with saying that somebody forced alcohol down his throat, there's also stories of his fiance's brothers, you know, taking them out for drinks, and they went too far. And that's how he died. There's stories of them uh, actually, like, forcing him to drink it. There's stories of them putting arsenic in his alcohol so that as he drank it, it killed him faster. But he was in a time period where there's no proof of any of that. In fact, nobody actually gave a shit. Somebody ended up dead? Oh, freaking no. If that were the case and people actually cared, we know who the hell Jack the Reaper is, but we don't. You know what? Speaking of Jack the Ripper, A, 
From Hell is probably one of my other favorite Johnny Depp movies. Yeah. Um, but to me, Jack the Ripper is one of the, like, I know it bothers people because we'll never know who he really was or even if it was a female. But I think it was a female. You think it was a female? Why do you think it was a female? Because male doctors at that time period didn't actually give a shit about the female anatomy enough to rip these women apart like he did. Or, you know, Jack the Ripper did. Female doctors did. Because female doctors at that time period did a lot of under-the-table things for prostitutes and women of the night. Right? Right. Which is who all the targets were. No male doctor would touch that. Okay. But no female doctor actually legally existed, which is why there's no proof either way. Okay. So, you're thinking Jack the Ripper was a female. Mm-hmm. Why target the hookers? Okay. So, put it this way. These women selling their bodies in a time period where protection wasn't necessarily a thing, like a widespread thing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these women were probably ending up pregnant. And my theory is that Jack the Ripper, whomever it was, was jealous of the fact that these women were giving that up for money and then throwing it away like it was nothing. Okay. And so out of that anger, it at first started as an accident and then got the taste of it and like, hey, this is, this feels okay to me because these people are giving up this life that I can't have. Oh, okay. Hey. Brief pause. Anyway. Okay, so brief pause because we were about ready to go over time so like before we finish this i wanted to thank my girlfriend for coming back on the show and having a well giving the world a taste of what a normal conversation like it yeah let me try that again what a normal conversation is like with us Oh, thanks, babe. Do I get my gold star? (gasps) All right, what kind of cookie are we talking about here? Because, like, I could go for a cookie right now. Oatmeal raisin. Uh, First of all, I love oatmeal raisin, so fuck you. (laughs) First of all, me me and my daughter love oatmeal raisin, but... Okay, I just own both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're chocolate chip all the way. I mean, I will. I would go for a snickerdoodle. I love those kind of things. No, no snickerdoodle for you. <gasps> How dare you! Since you first, you know, since it's all like spooky season and this is gonna air on Halloween. How about I just go stabby stabby neck snappy? Ha! <laughs> Finally got that on the show. <laughs> Yes, I did, because I'm not editing that out. No, I mean, you can't go stabby stabby next snappy somebody, because that's how we go to prison, and, you know, kids. Okay, first of all, 
which not entirely convinced that you wouldn't come back from the dead or you wouldn't poof into a cloud of smoke or turn yourself into a frog mid-snappy. No, you best bet I'm gonna let you kill me so I can sit here and haunt your ass for the rest of your life. Well, you, apparently you'd be join you'd be like joining the ranks of all the other things that are haunting me. Yeah, I get first dizzy. Don't you know devil loves me? <laughs> I have, you know, burst his spawn half the time. So. <laughs> okay, so all right. Well, before we leave, what is Tell the world what your daughter's going to dress up like for, for Halloween. Oh, she has decided she wants to be a ladybug. Oh. A... I'm going to dress her as a ladybug. That is absolutely adorable. So the kids, my kids, are going to be, Justice is going to be a banana. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> no, I know. Her and her costume, like, like I sent you that picture of her and her costume, right? Yep, and then you put it on. Yeah. I can't. I can't with her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and the boys are going to be Venom and Spider Man, and uh, Dad's getting in on the action. And I'm gonna dress up as Spider Punk because it's cold, and I'm not wearing tights in the cold. Yeah. No. Fun. Oh no, they're gonna be underneath my like my ripped up jeans, and I'm gonna be wearing the like the vest and like the 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 top and the mask and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not wearing just the full spandex suit because a that's how you get arrested for public indecency, and b it's gonna be like thirty degrees. Just sounds like a great Halloween idea. Yeah, maybe later. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of, it's late as of th this recording, so we're I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you get to bed, and uh, thank you for coming back on the show and having a spooky conversation. So, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again very much for listening to this special Halloween episode. And uh, I hope everybody is safe. Um, if you're listening to this on Halloween, again, happy Halloween. Uh, I hope you guys are safe. I know this year's a little bit more fucked up than uh, normal, but if you have kids and you're able to do take them trick-or-treating, I uh, hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy. Um, if you're not, if you're just kind of having a little get-together with your friends, uh, drink responsibly. I'm not stupid. Halloween's on a Saturday, guys. I know what you're doing. I know there's some parties going on, and uh, y'all are gonna get a little, get a little crazy in the magic cauldron and uh, drink a little bit too much of that poison. Make sure that that witch that you uh, go home with 
you uh you you protect yourself a little bit you know you know you know all right ladies and gentlemen thanks again for coming on this journey with me uh the next episode like i uh like i said is going to be um it's going to be appreciation month thankful month you know it's uh thanksgiving is is in november next month technically from the point that this is being recorded so every episode that gets aired next month will not be will probably not be interviews it'll be me giving or me taking the opportunity to um tell everyone who and what i'm thankful for um the people the things that made me and um have helped me along the way so uh like i said sometimes these these interviews and this show the stories i like i i like i feel all the pain i take all the pain and uh it wears on me a little bit so we're taking a back seat to that for a little bit i'm still going to be doing some interviews i'm just not going to broadcast them um up until jan or um december um and uh, around december we're gonna probably take a little bit of a christmas hiatus uh, not too many episodes will be aired in December because, you know, it's a time for joy and, and happiness. And while I love seeing and hearing everybody talk and about their stories and how they're succeeding and they're, they're thriving, um, much like most shows like that you would uh, hear or you would see, show needs a little bit of a break show needs a little bit of a break but we are coming up on a year guys we are nine months into the show almost nine months into the show we're three months away from a year and i am beyond just floored by this small little engine that could kind of thing and this may not make me famous but it is helping a lot of people and i had to be reminded that sometimes as much as I don't see it, it does. And uh, I'm very thankful for all of you people. So uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I Thanks again very much to my girlfriend, Kate, for coming back on. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I love that girl. All right. Love, peace, and chicken grease. I appreciate you. Oh, wait, I forgot. We gotta do the movie quote of the week. This week's quote is from the king of horror, Freddy Krueger. The only thing to fear is fear himself. Ha 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 